0: Welcome to Smart Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome back to the Smart Cleaning School podcast, helping cleaning professionals make the impact that they were meant to make. Quick shout out before the episode gets going to our show sponsor today. Does your company clean any buildings with 10 or more trash cans to empty? Would you like to speed up the process if you do? The Smart Cleaning School highly recommends the Tea bag Company as the answer to these two questions. We have personally used the Tea bag in our commercial cleaning company and find that this simple tool cuts off five minutes per hour of trash removal. Now, this may seem insignificant, but a lot of a little adds up to a lot. In our company, a five-minute savings per week is worth $500 per customer per year. Not only do I endorse the product, but I completely endorse the person behind the product. Check out my interview with the teabag Company founder entitled, Respectful, Reliable, Responsible with Damon Washington. You can purchase any of the teabag products at a 10% discount through the Smart Cleaning School Resources page. This episode has turned out to be one of the most important in my entire podcast library. When this episode released in early 2020, I had just joined the Indian Valley Chamber of Commerce after meeting with our chamber director, Steven Hunsberger, in the episode I entitled, I'm the Only Cleaner. A few short months later, I was sitting with a new chamber mentor, Ken Byler of Higher Ground Consulting. Ken is a leadership coach and an amazing listener. I was asking him how I should approach my new chamber membership. In this episode, Ken tells me the best advice I have received for the C3 business yet. Ken, get a name for doing. It was a selfless strategy to build a reputation in the chamber and business community as someone that cared, that got involved, that made a difference. I took that advice and I applied it. Now, I serve on the Chamber Membership Committee and have an outstanding reputation with the membership and leadership team. This reputation has also increased our local commercial cleaning business revenue by over $25,000 per year directly and probably another $40,000 per year indirectly. I highly encourage each and every one of you to soak this episode in and take action. Welcome back to the Solo Cleaning School. Are you ready for this week? I like the title of this one a lot, Get a Name for Doing. And I get that from a new friend of mine. And I'm going to start this week off with my daily update. And I'm at breakfast at 6.30 in the morning with Ken Byler of the Higher Ground Consulting Group. I met Ken at my membership welcoming party. Well, at least I thought it was for me, but it was really a regular monthly luncheon for the Chamber of Commerce that I just joined. And they let me talk for about 30 seconds, and say, welcome, Ken, you're new. Okay, move on. Let's get right back to the program. But while I was there, I met my ambassador, Scott Little of Hollysville Bank, and he was introducing me to everyone. He's going to be a great ambassador. I'm excited to have him so shout out to Scott Little, but also to Ken. I you know It was like two Kens talking. He was the first one I met. I was really impressed with what he did. And so we connected after this Chamber of Commerce meeting and we agreed to meet up for breakfast and just connect and see how we can help each other. So we got to tell each other our stories. Of course, I shared what I do and how I do it and coming up from New York and this business and what I did before. And he was very interested and he wondered how he could help me. So I asked him, really the main question I had, this is a big chamber, 300 plus members. I'm the only cleaner, which is awesome. But how do I be effective in this big chamber for people to learn about me? I don't want to be self-promoting. How do I do this? And he said this, Ken, the chamber is really big. You can go to every networking meeting and you're going to be one person in 50 or 100. And what I recommend is you're really not going to get and gain really in-depth connection because what you really need to develop is people knowing who you are and what you can do and to get a name for doing and contributing, not just showing up at stuff. I said, okay, how do I do that? And his answer is brilliant. He said, here's what I've done and I recommend you do the same thing. Find out from our president, Steven Hunsberger, what committees are available. And I have found that these committees sound like a lot of extra work, but really there may be one meeting a month. And what you do is a committee are people that are willing to step up and take leadership and work for the benefit of the chamber. Again, the theme of helping others. So I'm not sure which committee I would join. I have to look into that. But he said, once you get on these committees, they'll start to see who you are. What you can do. The fact that not only can you do them, you make promises that you will do them and you do them and you're contributing. You get to know people one-on-one much better, just like you and I are talking to each other right now face-to-face. And by doing that over time, you will get a name for doing and contributing. And it doesn't take a lot of people out of 300 to know who you are and what you can do to start promoting you. And that's all you need to do. And maybe I join one committee for a few months, do another committee. I'm not really sure how that'll work. I have to look into it. But what a smart idea. And it's not self-serving. I can do this to help others and to help strengthen the chamber. And when the when the chamber performs better, that these are businesses in my area. If the chamber is functioning better, business can function better and communities can be better. So it's going to be a commitment I have to carve out some time, and this is something I need to do. It's going to be a valuable piece of the puzzle in 2020. So I thanked Ken, and he didn't ask for anything. He was such a giver. I learned a lesson there as I walked out. Wait a minute, what did I really do for him? And so the best thing I could do was I got back, introduced him to a friend of mine, Andy Storch, who's in the same line of work leadership, talent development, helping employees and small businesses really hone in on their skills to become better at what they do. And Ken, in his consulting work, is a leadership expert. I love the kind of the profile tests he can do and the the way he can help analyze and figure out what someone needs to do to become a stronger leader. Just really cool stuff. Definitely check out his website. I'm not going to bore you with how the rest of Monday and all of Tuesday And part of Wednesday went. Well, there were some breaks in there Tuesday because this was a lot of math. That Volpe Enterprises estimate that I had done in the last podcast episode, well, what I didn't mention is it's 13,000 square feet in his main building plus an extra company, Chamber of Commerce offices. Now, not the same one that I was just talking about that I joined. This is a different Chamber of Commerce, but still they intersect the area that I live in. So maybe I'll join that one next year. We'll see. But also the secondary building, it was a lot. It was three separate proposals. And because the building was so big, and if I was a commercial cleaning company that did this all the time, I'm not. You know, I could have done it faster if I was. I am not. I know who I am. I know my lane. And so I'm a house cleaner, a very, very good house cleaner. And when I do office cleaning, I bring in house cleaning excellence, which sets me apart, which is also why my prices are more, but also why companies keep me for a long time. Because once they see what a house cleaner can do in an office, they're like, wow. But this was a big proposal. It took me that long to do a lot of math. I didn't really have any comps because normally if I'm doing an office cleaning proposal, I can pull up a comp and I can kind of compare from how much did this one cost and what ballpark should I be in this one was completely new and I had to build up a work loading table and essentially this takes production rates where I know how long it takes me to vacuum and how long it takes me to clean a bathroom etc and so I had to load up everything and add it up piece by piece until I got my times for the number of bathrooms and then what I did was I built out a suggestive, Cleaning maintenance program for Volpe Enterprises. Now they were they're currently hiring someone for twice a week. I told Gary I don't think that you need twice a week. I think that you need once a week, better than you're getting now. And so he said I'm very open to your suggestions. So I built out proposals for more than you know twice a week to keep what they have, once a week, once a month, and I had a a matrix of probably 70 items of cleaning throughout this place. and took a long time. But I was really proud of the work that I had done. And now I have a template for for the future. And we'll just see where it goes. I did send that out just in time. And heads up, if you're listening to this in January, there is about a two-month delay between these podcast updates on my cleaning business and when the week actually happened. So it just the way that I have my production... These shows laid out that they they don't get in the queue until about two months later. So this is Thanksgiving week. And so I wanted to make sure I got this done before I left for Thanksgiving. I worked my butt off, got it out. I promised I'd have it done Tuesday. I actually worked until about 10 o'clock at night. After dinner, I went back in my office and finished it. So I wanted to hold my promise and get it to him on that day to fulfill that promise. And I did. I got it done. Yay. I was so happy. When I hit the send button... I was like, oh, I'm so happy. I've got it done. It took way too long, but it's okay. Excellence, 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 excellence in my cleaning, excellence in how I'm doing estimates and proposals. I want to make sure that I'm giving my best. I want to show that I have invested time and energy and care into each and every estimate and proposal that I send. It's not so templated that I just type in numbers, pop out a proposal and send it. I pour into these things and I want people to know that because it builds trust. And like the great Zig Ziglar says, people don't care how much you know. They just want to know how much you care. And that's why I spend so much time on these. Now, I get faster as I do them more often, but the bottom line is if it takes me a day and he says no, it's still a great investment of in my time for the, what the practice that I get. And also for him to know that this is what I do and I care a lot. I care deeply about what I do. If he says yes, awesome. If he says no, awesome. I still am going to do an excellent job. And that's why I was so proud of myself when I hit my deadline and I did a great job. I also mentioned in that last update podcast how important Google My Business was going to be for me and I believe for many of you in 2020. So I finished my Google My Business Profile. Yay, I finally got it done. And I started requesting reviews. So I think I put out three or four requests of previous clients I had in New York asking if they would be willing to write me a review, some of which I already have on Facebook. So I'm asking them just to copy and paste. My goal is to add about three reviews each week. And I don't want them to be one-liners like Great Cleaner, very helpful. I don't want stuff like that. I want well thought out, and caring messages. Just like I put into my proposals, I hope to get really great reviews. Well, it's a short week, and that took me into Wednesday. And to wrap up my week, I needed to make a decision on something I'd never done before in 15 years of cleaning. I've always had checks put out for me on people's counters in the kitchen, or in offices and envelopes, or they mail it to me. I needed to do electronic payments for the first time. Why? Because my two new residential clients requested that I do electronic payments. Now, they asked for Venmo. So I went to my mastermind group and also the cleaning groups that I'm a part of, and I asked around, what's the right thing to use for electronic payments? And many of them said, no, not Venmo. Don't use that. It's more for person-to-person. It's not for businesses. They said, well, go to Stripe or PayPal and, or Square And I said, okay, I'll I'll check into those. So I did my research and I looked into PayPal and said they had their pluses. I'm already using them for the consulting work I do. I looked at Stripe and many said Stripe is really great to use. And they're an aggregator as I I found out. In other words, they kind of have their own bank in a sense. Now there are fees to electronic payments. I think theirs is 3.9% or 2.9% plus some extra fees, whatever. It's unfortunate, but, you know, it's part of the price of doing business and it's convenient because my clients wanted the convenience factor. So I also called up my own bank and asked to speak to the merchant services, and I did. And I had a nice conversation, learned about how I could have my own account, kind of my own link to my bank, and it's different than aggregators, and it's over time, and if you have a lot of volume, it can be less fees, etc. And many businesses go the merchant services route. And so I put some thought into it and asked around and compared, ultimately deciding to set up a free account with Stripe and boom, you know, automated, sent out my invoices and I asked, uh, you know, my office cleaning clients if they wanted to be set up and one of them said, well, yeah, I'd be interested. The other one said, no. The third one I haven't heard back from, but the two residential that asked about electronic payments were very happy. And so that's what it's about. How do I make my clients happy? Even if it makes me uncomfortable or I lose a little bit of money or if it's inconvenient. It's what makes people happy. It's not that complicated. If you keep people happy, you will always have a job (laughs) and it builds trust. Well, that's all the update that I really had for you this week as far as business. But as I record this, Thanksgiving is over so I can share that Thanksgiving was great. I did wrap up my work. Wednesday afternoon, and then my son and I went to clean a few offices late on Wednesday night, didn't finish up till about one in the morning, well, both Kenny and I were invited for a eight o'clock, I believe it was eight o'clock in the morning, Thanksgiving Day football game with my wife, Teresa's cousin, Seth and Michael. We showed up actually just across the street from one of the places we cleaned. So we were, we cleaned there till one, went home, slept about three and a half hours or so, got back up. I stopped for a coffee. My son, I don't know how he did it, just drank a lot of water. And we show up at this football game with a bunch of hacks. Well, there's a couple of really good athletes, um, me not included. My son for sure, but a couple of good ones. And we just did this massive flag football game, like what, 10 on 10, it was so much fun, and unfortunately my cousin Seth took a cleat in the mouth and chin and split his chin open, so everyone kept playing, I left my son there, and I took my my cousin Seth to the ER Thanksgiving morning and got him stitched up, so that's how the beginning of Thanksgiving went, it was very eventful, and by the way, Seth also has been awesome at helping me clean as well. So he's helped me clean some offices here and there. And uh, just a great guy. So I'll give a shout out to him. Seth Bryan, sorry about your chin. I hope it's healed by now, but it was great that I got to hang out with you and take you to the ER on Thanksgiving Day. I've never done that before. And hey, um, things happen. But hey, the rest of Thanksgiving was awesome. I know this is two months after you've heard it, but I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. And I wish you a wonderful weekend. Well, thank you so much for listening to this best of get a name for doing now that it's the beginning of 2023 three years later, I knew it was time to bring this one back out get it fresh into your mindset again. So go crush it, go take action. And I also just want to give a quick thank you to our show sponsor. Check out my interview with the tea bag company founder entitled respectful, reliable, responsible with Damon Washington. You can purchase any of the teabag products at a 10% discount through the Smart Cleaning School resources page at smartcleaningschool.com forward slash resources. Have an amazing week. Thank you for listening to Smart Cleaning School. Class is dismissed.